Enter the Elf Tree. This week on Three Amovigos, we see Kevin Smith's Tusk. And hey, you know the name of the game. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ian McNenny. And I'm Joe Morales. And welcome to the show, everybody. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna properly get into the show. So uh take it away for a second, Joe. Well, uh, we are here back at the Elf Tree. Um, we have an amazing guest. Elf Tree West. Keep that a secret for now. But we do have an amazing guest on the show that uh you guys are gonna fucking love. He is, uh Oh shit, I gave away he. Fuck. Fuck, man. I it could have been a girl. She, he. He, she. He. Um we, He's a man. We went and saw a movie today. We did, and it's a it's a movie that I've been looking forward to for a little while. And we should give them hints as to how they could figure out the <coughs> name of the movie before we actually tell them. Well, we can uh, we can start off by telling the world what we're smoking. Ooh. That'll be that'll be a little bit of a hint. That would be a little <coughs> bit of a hint. <coughs> today we are imbibing in uh, a strain called White Walrus. White wal- White Walrus. It's <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> White Walrus, That's and a it's a twister. it's a strain that is. Um, it's grown specifically for Buds and Roses Dispensary here in Los Angeles. It's in that's Studio my City. I'm Buds and Roses. B- Buds and Roses. I, that's what he's named his titties. <laughs> this is Buds and this is Roses. Uh, um, but uh, but they, pointing across uh, at each other. <laughs> exactly like the like Michelangelo's. Uh, oh man, touching painting the, finger the Sistine of God. Chapel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it was grown and uh, dispensed specifically at Buds and Roses uh, mm. in conjunction with this movie, just as a promotional. Where is Buds you know. and Roses? Buds and Roses is on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, California. Mm. Rested right in the heart of the San Fernando Valley. So thank you, Buds and Roses. Buds and Roses, you guys have actually been awesome. I've been there uh, two or three times. Buds and Roses, I'll be your hoses. We'll be your hoses. Be oh. our pimps. Yeah, we. you got this amazing strand. That. Yeah, White Walrus, which is, um, it's uh, uplifting. It's I, spiritual. I, as far it's as I can spiritual tell. spiritual gasoline. It kind of pulls me down into <laughs> the very core of what is a human being, really. It's really at nice. Its, I, at its core, you know? Is there a leafly description of this? We, uh, we looked this up the other day. There is a description of it, but there were no real reviews. But and we put we, up a review. We did. We put up a review of White Walrus, and it was uh, it was mistakenly have posted we... as anonymous. So oh, <laughs> we have no credit for the review we posted on Leafly. It was the very first time I'd ever posted a review of a, a weed strain. Well, we are the first ones that posted. So White Walrus. If you go to the first, <laughs> what does it uh, what does it say about White Walrus? Well, let's see how many people have contributed. Oh, there's still only one review. Woo! Yeah, that would be us. That is us. And. Um, our review that we had said it's very spicy, upbeat, and good at creating rabbit holes you want to fall down. <laughs> it's extremely spatial. You might even say it's expansive. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Bang. I remember we wrote this with our guest, actually. Yep. Thanks, Modcast. Excited for the film. Yeah, it was. So, uh, what does what does Leafly describe White Walrus as as being? 
Does it have a... Uh, yeah, it makes you creative, energetic, euphoric, happy, and talkative. Those I, are the kind of the main... I would agree. Effects. I would agree with that. I've, I've smoked this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It uh, helps with cramps and fatigue. And uh, menstrual cycles. No negatives. No negatives. Right now, there are currently zero negatives on Not this. Not one. Unless we had put, you know, in our description... Dry mouth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, that was a negative. Those assholes. You don't want to be the first person to put a negative. How fucking dare they? But you know what? This is all research. We're researching things um, in real time. That's what people do. That's what, you know, pie heads are actually researchers because we are. everyone's having to assess a situation and what's good and what's bad for themselves. The you know? advent of, of, or the expansion of technology has only just made that easier for us to gain as much knowledge as we fucking want. We sit here yep. and smoke weed and we're like, I wonder this, I wonder that. And we have a phone in our hands. Yep. We can literally look up everything that we want. I know. I just had a phone in my hand, literally. <clears throat> you did. When you said that, I'm embarrassed. It's okay. That's all right, I'm man. I'll pick it up for the rest of the show. <laughs> but we need to. We need to be able to... Uh, that was a... That was a nice little ding yeah, sound. A little ding, yeah. ding, ding, yeah. Um, but was soothing. I don't know. Uh, another hint of the movie we went to go see mm-hmm. revolves around what we're doing right now. Yeah. It's, podcasting. Uh, we're podcasting. And we the movie was written by a podcaster. It was. It was. It was written on a podcast, essentially. Yeah. I mean, the entire the entirety of the, the show uh, revolved around this story that just kind of came out of nowhere. And, yeah. and it, the film was incredibly similar to uh, to the ups and downs and, and ebb and flow of the show. It was yeah. great. Um, very much in the same way that I Shelby and I did the episode of The Atrium. We recorded one episode of, of our podcast and just came up with it. And that was before. Before? It was probably before. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I just fucked it. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave it away. I did. You I did. But the, the, audience will never, the audience will never know because I just cut it out. He did. I did. I cut it out. Um, he, frauds. he already said smart cast. <laughs> oh, oh I did. Oh, you did, man. I gave it away. See? All Fuck right. It. We fucked it. Okay. And you know what? And that, this is the perfect opportunity to introduce our to guest yeah, today. Uh, perfect. You win. You fucking welcome. You, you just freaking delegated. You were the judge of this thing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I had we're gonna, faulted long ago. We're gonna welcome Martin Eden to the yes, show. Yes, everybody. Martin, Martin is yes. Martin is my roommate. Martin is uh, an all around awesome guy. Say hi, Martin. Hi, <laughs> Martin. There's a there's one very major fact about you that our audience is dying to know by Which hearing you say more than one word. Uh, this accent. Uh, where are you from, sir? I'm from uh, I'm from Great Britain. He is. <laughs> he is. I really am. Straight off of the off the plane from Great Britain. I am, which I'm, is great. I'm from a place called Sheffield. And how long have and you how long have you been here? I've been here five years in Ooh, this wow. crazy place. Mixed up universe we've got going on here. I, I feel like I feel like Los Angeles is one of those. It's like a, a pinata. It's like we're the candy in the pinata. <laughs> Yeah, this thing is just a mixed bag full of just is people from not, every corner of the world. You're going to hit it with the stick. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like people raise it up and down on a rope, and it's got candy inside. So we're the candy inside. Yep. But who's, 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 hit, who's got the stick? The, the gentleman who made the movie we went to go see, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah. man. He blew my mind a little bit open with this uh, movie. Really? It Which, was, man. It was quite interesting. We, 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 it was quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, shit. man. Okay, so this is, this is why Wallace is, is going right on right I now. I will say, the fuck contribute the... more, more positives towards this. <laughs> <laughs> this feels so good. What do you think of the, of the, the weed? I thought the weed, I think both of them are really strong. Yeah. Okay. Really strong. The indica and the sativa are both in the, you know. Yeah. In the, they are veganics. Um, I don't exactly know what that means. It's just uh, I've seen that they have won many awards for their methods of growing and their mm-hmm. methods of, of yeah, creating these strains. Weed. I mean, I've got a few dispensaries, as you know, and I've and I tried a different yeah. one, but I've not had any. I've never been to this, yeah. but I think. These are strong, strong weeds. I think they're too strong. I mean, not that that's a negative, but they're... I mean, it is. uh, I think it is. It's perfect for what it is, for what we've been using them for. I mean, me personally, I enjoyed seeing this movie today after having smoked because I get into a mindset of my brain is just open and I am so receptive to this story. We haven't yet. Oh. We haven't yet. We cut out everything. You would have to be this high to watch this movie. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It does make sense. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's a bizarre movie. And, and you get more bang for your buck if you're high. Bang, bang, yeah. bang. Um, yeah. The other strain that Martin's mentioning is uh, called Mr. Tusk. And it mm-hmm. is... Uh, I've learned that these two strains... Now white, tell me again, which is, which is the indica and which is the sativa? The white walrus is a 70-30 sativa-dominant hybrid. This is this. That is the white walrus, yeah. That's AKA the, Nummy Nums. Nummy Nums. I mean, it's it's the creative <laughs> and uplifted and euphoric. Mr. Tusk is the indica. It's the reverse. It's 70-30 indica dominant hybrid. So which did we smoke in the car before the movie? Uh, before actually, the movie. Mr. Tusk was Justin Long. Mr. Tusk was Justin Long. I mean, that's a name that we can say. Because it's not <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> Mr. Tusk is the, is the one we smoked in the car right before the movie. Mr. Tusk. It was, it was the one that I felt is going to make me most receptive yeah. to what this guy is going to throw at me. Because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> having seen some of his other movies, he will literally do whatever is in his brain. Yeah. And it is amazing. He's had it's some amazing. ideas that... I only wish he would do. Balls to the wall. Uh, Balls to the wall Smith. That should be his name. Balls to the wall Smith. Well, I mean, Joe, I don't know that I'm going to cut that one out because I think we could go ahead and quit burying the lead. We're talking about Tusk. Tusk. The new film from director, writer, director Kevin Smith and podcaster. Yep. At that Kevin Which Smith. included a Q&A. It did. It did. It did. I happened to see it on Twitter yesterday uh, that... He was doing a Q&A mm-hmm. at, at Century City, at the AMC Century oh, City. 420, but can I tell you, we <laughs> yeah. had 20 minutes of Coca-Cola adverts. Yes, we, we did. did. The, movie started, <laughs> the movie started at 440, with, yeah. a, with a start time of all these fucking ads and trailers and shit at 420. Yes. Which we were already way the fuck up there at that point. Yeah. Um, oh. But we... Eating popcorn. I mean, we are literally sitting there and watching Coke, Coca-Cola ad after Diet Coke oh, ad yeah, after... Man. Coke sponsored everything with these it was, AMC dots. It was, it was like getting Coca-Cola slapped its dick across everyone's Dude. face in that theater. Coke dick. Coke dick. We all got Coke dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something out of the early 90s, you know? You go to some fucking rich, swanky nightclub. You're like, hey, I got this Coke dick. You want some? It's, it's where everyone like snorts off. It's like the one oh, dick shit. people will snort off of. It's the guy You've standing the in dick. the bathroom, you know, that's he's handing the you the towel when you're washing your hands. He like unzips and he's like, you want a line? <laughs> he's got the Coke dick. Yeah, you got to tuck your tail, but God damn it, you've never been so high in your life. Good. Goodness. 
Um, where where'd we take off there? We were from? talking about the fucking Coca Cola ads. And but I, what doing. I was gonna say is the Coca Cola. I mean, that's. I mean, we did have twenty minutes of that shit. But it, it was he was talking when he was talking about it about funding his movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. fuck it. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. It I was mean, a low sure. budget film. We had twenty minutes of Coke. He got to make the film. I did not yeah. give a shit you know that we mean? had twenty minutes of Coke. Ads. once the movie started, I was fine with it. You know, if I, don't I was really care a, anyway, it's if like, I was a braver man, I would show up to a movie do? ten to fifteen minutes after it started. You know, but I it's just, kind of fair game too. It's like when you go to the movies, you don't know what you're going to get before your film. It could be anything. You could get new trailers, or some dude could just be waving his dick on the screen for 15 minutes, exactly. and then all of a sudden, paid for the yeah. THX things are, <laughs> and the dick still. But if you think in about, it, I mean, you, if you owned your own theater, like if you were like a, just a rich dude that was like, I don't give a shit, I don't need ads, right. I'm going to put my own ads before right. all these amazing. <laughs> but you have the most gorgeous theater everyone goes to, and you put your own amazing ads on there. Side note. Quentin Tarantino has now taken over programming for the new Beverly Cinema. Really? Really? Quentin Tarantino will decide me? what movies play at this movie theater. That's as in he could to. fucking play anything he wants to. Seventies old spaghetti westerns and <laughs> shit. Yep. I mean he, he he's going to play go some down awesome his, movies. Uh, I think that would be worth just keeping an eye out for. Yeah, it'll be like a little little memories. All his little exactly. pathways to the get to The movies that made him the filmmaker that he is. All the building blocks. And he cool. is he is on par with Kevin Smith, for me, in terms of his career and the things that he's done and the, the shit he's dreamed up yeah. to put on screen. Kevin genius. Smith has had a rubber poop monster on screen yeah, yeah. as a villain in this movie. Yeah, Not yeah. a villain, but as, as, as a boss. Let's count it as like a boss in a video game. You know, yeah, you yeah. like, gotta defeat this, and you're like, oh, next level. It's the boss of the, of it, the movie. Of this movie. It's, it's part of it. And then, um, you know, Tarantino does fucking... Everything. Blood Kill splatters Bill. are the star of his Quentin movies. Quentin Tarantino blew Hitler's face off. Mm. Yeah, he in, did. In Glorious Bastards, I loved that movie. Glorious Bastards. Me too. I've loved every movie that Kevin Smith uh, has done. Some more see, than others. Now, I've never. This is my first one. And you remember that? That's Q, right. Q and A at the end. So he he said, like, because the whole thing with this film, as I've learned, is like it's it's in, it's it's beginnings on the podcast, and, mm-hmm. and the fact that it grew and people got behind it on and all that. Instantly, and he said, "I can't imagine anybody coming in here who doesn't know any of this and just watching this film." Yeah, and that's and that was me. It's well, I mean, that's just it. I I thought about that, and we sit down. We decided to sit down and do this podcast for a, a very specific reason. Yeah, uh, that being that we, we have, have a, uh, we, we have, have f- a podcast. Three well, we have a podcast, <laughs> and we need the material. Um, but we have three very distinctive personalities of of uh, different fans of Kevin Smith. You've got like me. That's I know very. I mean, I know I know most everything that Kevin Smith has done. Um, so go on then. How does this compare with his usual? Well. I mean, honestly, this is nothing like his usual. Yeah, this is not. This is I mean, not even a typical Joe knows film. This. Joe's personality is he. He's seen movies. You've seen some Kevin Smith movies, yeah, right? Yeah, I've seen them all. Have you, you, have you seen them all? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's about it. You had never listened to podcasts Yeah, but I've never been like... I've not been like... Live shows. I loved everything that he's done, but I never really looked at it and followed his career around. Right. Other than, oh, it's Kevin Smith. You're a casual fan. You are... I'm a casual fan, yeah. but, but I'm becoming, because we're doing this podcast, I've, I'm falling in love with 
the building blocks of the thing. That's the part I don't really know about Kevin right. Smith was the whole back end of the podcast and using, you know, them using clerks to kind of build the Smodcast brand. And Which is ironic because you just out of the blue brought up podcasts when I got here. And that's yeah. what we have suddenly decided to start doing. Mm-hmm. Martin, on the other hand, has... You know nothing about Kevin Smith. I know nothing about Kevin Smith. I know he's a film director. Um, heard the name, maybe. Heard the name. Heard he, he, he tried to go on a plane once and they threw him off because he was too fat. <laughs> I remember this yeah. story in the yeah. news. I literally remember following him on Twitter and I saw these tweets start coming in. I'm like, what and the I, and fuck? I, and he did a bit of stand-up and I saw a bit of stand-up he did after this, like, yeah. like talking about it. Yeah. That's about I felt bad for him. I was like... I mean, he's dude. not that big. I mean, he's a he's a big dude, but he's not but, that big. I mean, I've know, been I've been next to people. Yeah, that are just there's, there's people pretty. bigger than he's him. He's not that big. Exactly. He's a big. He's a, he's a big lad, but there's people bigger than. And there's people. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's people way bigger than. But him. not big enough to throw off a plane. No, I mean, that's some weird no, shit. I'm thinking Nutty Professor shit, style shit. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's just not. Yeah, that one. Nasty. You know, the very first thing he did when he got home. Watch the Nutty Professor. <laughs> no, dude. No, he fucking podcasted about oh, it. Did do oh, did yeah, yeah, yeah. he? I never even home. heard it. Within a half hour of him getting home, oh. he fucking podcast with his wife on on oh, really? on his oh, podcast okay. show. Right, like right, right, he right. he for me is the inspiration as to why I want to do podcasts. Gotcha, man. Fuck. I mean, amazing. I used to listen to radio shows and stuff like that, and I get it, but I could never. I could never see that as something I wanted. Uh, I could actually do because you got to do it as a career. You have yeah. to be a radio host. Podcasting, I'm like, this is the dude that made Clerks. Mm. And he's just sitting in his living room, like, fucking laughing with his buddy. The very first episode of Smodcast I ever heard was he and Scott Mosier broke down uh, the original six Star Trek movies mm. with, you know, Shatner. Um, was and he that was on? It. Shatner was on it? No, no, no. Oh, it was okay. just him and Scott. It was just Kevin, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. Just going over these movies and just laughing, just having a good time with yeah. these movies and what they must have been thinking and like going in scenarios where like Spock is sucking off Kirk and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. I mean, it's just that kind of, you know, their their type of humor. But whenever like, the, whenever like, the uh, whenever the the cameras are off, yeah, kinda. exactly. I just thought, you know what? If these guys can do this, yeah, there's no reason why I couldn't, and I I didn't for a while, yeah, until one day I was over at y'all's house on on in. On Hampton Road, the Hampton House. Yeah, the Hampton House. And uh, I just decided to buy these microphones. That was a year, a little bit, little over a year ago. Yeah. And I've I've put together a good number of shows. I think just practice and stuff like that. <laughs> all start, all sprung from Kevin Smith. And well, I think the most interesting thing about about this, it wasn't the film was. I'm sure we'll get into it, but the film was kind of weird. It was quirky. It was, it was very weird, bizarre. Weird. Yeah. The, mo- the most interesting story of, of this is how the movie started on the podcast. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know this. This is this, this story is bigger and more interesting than the movie. Yeah. Very much so. And how people got behind it. And you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, yes or no. Uh, and the people really willed it into existence. You want to know something? When he did ask everybody to tweet walrus yes or walrus no, the only guy who tweeted walrus... There was literally one guy tweeted really? walrus no. <laughs> Just and he said... Simply for the democratic process, I figure I should vote no, but it's a yes for me anyway. <laughs> oh, really? So hilarious. like everybody unanimously was like, yes, fucking do this. Man, I, I was going to say like, because when you ask your, your question, which I think we should play a clip at some point, but we, yeah, I think we should. Um, the question you asked him, he we'll answered the it night for freaking 12 minutes. Like he went for 12 minutes he answering did. your question, you know. Um, I mean, to which be was fair, fantastic. He, he went down deep. some some potholes. He did, but it was sure. it was all it all tied together. Absolutely, like he went down the right. Like he he was one full train of thought, you know. Mm. And so, it was it was yeah. And so um, what you were saying, like 
just talking about how he's like this indie dude that is just hanging out with his friends. Like he's just yeah. hanging out and doing Still. whatever he wants to do. Yeah. It's more or less kind of, you know, that's, that's what we're doing here. It's like, we want to make something happen because we see something in our head. You just, you just have to do it. And that's what he ended up, you know, he was talking to you and obviously the rest of the audience about, I don't just know, man, to he do looked it. at, he looked directly at and me for most of his answer. He did. He did. Well, that's what I'm saying. Which, like which it was, was a, it was awesome. a message for everybody. Yeah. But, um, talking about the, uh, Oh fuck! I'm losing my train of thought because oh, no, it, it was good. I'm tying it back to the. Uh, Come on, Joe! You've uh, got it. I know. You've fine. got it. Jesus Christ! You've got it in there. I I I lose. Yeah, he did have a singular train of thought. Own, I fall off my own wagons from it time call, to time. This calls for white walrus oh, to, to bring that to bring it back. Going oh going back to him talking about uh, showing people like like the most interesting aspect of that film is the fact that there's this whole back-end story, and it's them mm. coming up with it and hanging out. And it was that moment of them just chilling and talking and hanging out, which we do all the time, like all, all the, time. the fucking time. And every everyone does this with their friends. But then it goes, okay, now no one's going to make this movie. Like, I want to exactly. see, like, how many times you say, oh, I, I could see this cutaway. I could write on, I could be a fucking family guy writer because I could write a billion cutaways easily. And you write them with your friends all the time. That would be hilarious. And, you know, ultimately it's like, how could I do that? Well, you have to create your own cartoons. That's the reason that I would want to write episodes like that is because I, there, I've got ideas and things that I want to see. So why not just write my own ideas out? Yeah. And that's exactly what he did with this Tusk movie. Yeah. Like he took a, ultimately he took a, a Craigslist ad essentially. Oh, so tell me, so I almost put my hand up and asked this question. So this is, this is a mystery to me. What is this? Oh, you should have, man. You should so, have been like, as somebody who has no, no idea no, what yeah, you're oh, going, I, 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 I'm, I'm literally what you just said. I nearly jumped in and said, yeah, I'm that guy. I know nothing. What, what ad? What, oh, is, damn what it. is the okay. ad? Okay. And then I thought, oh, yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll get started. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about what's going on. Smodcast number 259. This was June 2013. The irony, June 11th. The, the irony of a podcast talking about a podcast. Talking about a movie that came from a podcast. A podcast, exactly. A podcast talking about reviewing a movie about a podcast that came from a podcast that became a movie. It's, it's like, it's like <laughs> interdimension. It's like a vortex. Yeah. Um, we all found ourselves in our own asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> That's what my balls look like. That's what my grandpa's balls. Dude, I don't know. That walrus suit sometimes look like balls. Dude, I, that walrus suit, like. Wait, 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 wait. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get okay. there. We'll get the walrus suit. Yeah, All right. So, so he. So, so the ad. Okay. So most of the time, Kevin Scott will talk about stuff that they find on the internet, books they read, but like genuinely interesting stuff. They talk a lot about Nazis, and they talk a lot about Jaws. And they talk yeah. a lot about Canada. Those are like the three major things that they yeah, talk about. Yeah, what is this obsession with Canada? He's know, not man. Canadian, he's, is it? He's not. Scott Moser lived in Canada for a long time. That's right. where they met in film school in Canada. I think it was in Toronto, I think. Um, and there's something about hockey. I mean, Kevin Smith is an absolute major hockey, hockey fan. Canada, I yeah, mean, he the, wears this hockey jersey. It's and they the, love it in Canada. The they? Edmonton Oilers yeah. uh, colors because he is obsessed with Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky is an incredible inspiration to him, actually. Right. Always talks about... But Wayne Gretzky on steroids. Why Wayne Gretzky on steroids? Um, <laughs> he, uh, Casey Jones. <laughs> he keeps talking about how you shouldn't be where the puck is. you got to be where the puck's going to be. 
Right. You know, and that's, so that's where the puck is it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> is this shit going to be? Fuck yeah. So, anyways, he starts the people on Twitter were like, "Hey, this is a this was really interesting ad. You should you should talk about this on Smartcast." So somebody put an ad on Craigslist, and these guys. Saw it was it. this. It was in. It was in England. Uh, it was this service called Gumtree, which is kind of like Craigslist, I right, assume. Right. You know, they had you know housing ads, and he listed this ad. <laughs> Room, uh, not cum tree, gum tree, cum, yeah, exactly. That's that's our rival podcast network, <laughs> the, the other cum, one, the cum tree podcast network. <laughs> um, the uh, the ad said, I've got a room for rent to the right border, right? No rent, like no expenses or anything like that. The only catch is you need to dress up as a walrus for two hours every day and be this walrus companion. This is fucking 100% legit. I, I believe. I God, heard that something. That gives me the chills. But it, it was, he, he then goes on to explain, and you, he literally, Kevin Smith literally put this entire actual ad did, did in the movie the over guy? time. Yeah. Did the as far as I know. Guy. You know what? I don't know if it ever turned out to be a hoax or not. Oh, I heard, right, I read right, something right. that it might have been, but that's neither here nor there. The story yeah. is of the movie. Um, but the guy goes on to talk about how, and he tells the story of this guy who like washed up on shore and he just went to live with the walruses for oh, three years. And really? actually, yes, this, <laughs> so if, all this, is if legit. this ad is real, then it's legit. This guy, this, this <laughs> the exact thing, actually the, the ad at least actually happened. And so they started thinking about, fuck dude, this sounds like a fucked up horror movie. And, <laughs> yeah. and literally there's a moment in this podcast that, he starts talking about shit, and at that same moment that you think, man, that would be a fucking awesome movie, you hear him go, that would be a fucking awesome movie. And he says, copyright Kevin Scott. And that's when you kind of, that's when I knew, I was like, oh shit, he's going to be serious about this. This is Kevin Smith. He's going to fucking go, go full walrus I mean, oh, for this yeah. movie. Um, and that's Dude. literally what happened. They spent yeah. the next, you know, the rest of the podcast, the remaining And it was hilarious, minutes. like listening to them come up with the whole yeah. freaking thing. It's really They funny. were having so much fun doing yeah. this. It's like when you know you, when you know you have something. You fucking get so psyched about it. And that's that that's the magic of that episode. You know what's great is that they recorded that episode and that is literally the only involvement Scott Mosier needed to have on that movie. Mm-hmm. Because Kevin Smith went and developed and wrote the entire script and did everything and Scott didn't do anything. He was uh busy doing that turkey movie in Dallas. Oh yeah. yeah. Free birds. Free birds. Um so, you know, they, they were, it was a separate project. Pro, but uh, you've worked in that same building. I have. I've worked yeah. uh, alongside them, actually. It's in Deep Ellum, Texas. It is. Shout Dallas. out. Shout out. Shout out. Um, but that's literally where this, this concept for this movie came from. And then six months later, they were shooting it. It, it went so fast. It was ridiculous. And he literally let everybody watch Every step of the way. That's, uh, yeah. That's I, I say watch, listen. I mean, because so he I, literally I'll, has a weekly podcast and that's what gonna say. it comes I'll, up. Just gives frequently. updates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's no, there's no like planned, like, it's not like two, three, four, five, six episodes in a row where they plan this movie out. It's just, it's one episode. It's just one it's episode. And then the next episode, it kind of, they, they talk about something completely different. They right. might, they may talk about Tusk a little bit, right. but it's not the main focus of the movie. You know, whenever something main magical happens, they'll probably focus on it. But I mean, yoga hosers is also something that came out of uh, out of a smodcast. So I mean, he said that he's going to be pulling all of his creativity out yeah. of these. 
podcast well, because credit that's to what him. they're for. Yeah. I think it's, that's I think where it's but, that's where the best ideas come from is when you're sitting around with your best friends and you're just fucking shit, shooting the shit. Yep. And he mm. just he he found a way to Taking entertain deuces, and pulling out guns. Yeah, I mean to entertain all the notions and record them. Mm. Have them all written down. So, um, and you do this for a long time. That's what the We Two D Two show came about. Is you and Shelby had we've been doing this since like May yourself, last yeah. year. Yeah, um, like fourteen Thank months, you, fifteen months. It's a uh, it's been a bizarre ride. I had no idea what I was doing and kind of still don't. But I've got a I've got an idea of where I might want to go with it and that's all i need I well, need a, yeah. you know a way to i've got to say it's a very, it very professional setup thank you yeah, yeah. thank you i appreciate nice. that it's uh it is it, we don't fuck around here no the it's tree. official it's really easy. we take it to the bowels really official we take it seriously um so we're all choking first impressions let me just ask this as somebody who had never seen a kevin smith movie before in your life right. what was your first impression <laughs> of this film uh I'd say it was it was okay. It was um a little bit um human centipede, a little bit uh that Stephen King one mercy uh, is it mer- misery? Yeah. Uh it were all right. Yeah, I mixed say, with Okay, okay. I wouldn't say well like a a great great mixed great with movie. free willy. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know that it was. It would be like an apocalypse now or a fucking dirty Harry. No, know, it's not. In terms of script writing, at least. But you know what? Again, I, I'd put it up against any Tarantino movie. Tarantino's hit and miss for me. Some sometimes he's absolutely fucking genius. Other times he's absolute fucking shit. So, <laughs> Joe, then what did you think? Um, of Tusk. Yes, man, I thought it was having fucking seen, awesome. I thought it was seen crazy. His old movies. Uh, it his, weirded his me out side. quite a bit. It was, it was, um, there's a part, there's a couple parts where I got pretty uncomfortable mentally. Really? Yeah. I just, um, mentally, I was also a little high, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was kind of going a little panic on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just cause I, I don't know, seeing people get really dark like that and take control of someone else is just so fucking dark to me. It's scary. I mean, it um, was, it was very scary when he was sitting there and he had the, he had the blanket over his legs. Yeah, he was waking uh, up in the wheelchair. I'm like, oh. But again, I don't know what's misery. Going on Stephen King. You know when she tied him to the bed yeah, and, and fucking beats his, his ankles and yeah. shit. Yeah, I just made me think of that. No, yeah. I have never seen this. Uh, yeah, yeah, she puts his ankles in those little boards. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's no, that same no. feeling of abandonment and like, what the fuck? I have lost control. Yeah. Oh shit. Fucking nothing I can. I do. mean, and literally, his life changed forever. Uh, oh yeah! In this movie, Justin Long yeah. plays a. Justin, are you let's actually give, quite good? Give, Justin he was, Long. wasn't he? Let's I give think, Justin, I Long. Justin Long a round of applause. I mean, I hi, I'm a Mac. Yeah, Definitely knocked I, it out of the park. He has gone a long <laughs> way, man. He has, dude. He has. Hey, Justin Long was in fucking. I first saw him in. Accepted. We should have him on this show. I Justin, think he'd be hilarious. Get What's the, on is this show? Is, is, awesome. di- one of the Die Hard movies. That's the word. He I'm is. He was from. in Die Hard Four. That's oh, the only man. film I've seen with and him. And Kevin in. Smith was in Die Hard Four it too. Was the tech yeah. He was the 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 warlock or whatever it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. That is so trippy. Wow. So so they've had they've had maybe that's where they met. Yeah, I think so. Because then he did Zach. And Mary make a porno. Right. Kevin oh, Smith. Okay, Kevin Smith made <laughs> Zach and Mary make a porno, and I just thought it was so ballsy that he made a movie just that had a title of "Make a Porno." Yeah, and it was literally that. It was Seth Rogen and Elizabeth Banks awkwardly making a porno, and it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was great. I can see, I can see why he he kind of abandoned 
abandoned his love for making movies around that point because he realized that he was just trying to recapture a genre of film that he'd helped start, but it kind of kept going without him. It had yeah. evolved and stuff like it needed to. And that was when he kind of pulled back and made Cop Out with fucking Bruce Cop Willis. Cop Out, yeah. Did he make that? That's a Kevin Smith movie. That's a Kevin Smith directed movie. He didn't directed write Cop it. Out, but he directed it. Uh, it was one of the worst experiences of his life, actually. He said In Bruce, fact, I remember him talking about Bruce this. Bruce Willis is a total dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he was saying, Kevin Smith was saying, you know, uh, Bruce was basically setting up these shots and going, okay, we want this kind of lens on here, we want this kind of angle, and exactly. Kevin Smith saying, I don't really fucking know what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would, like, Bruce Willis would be taking over the set? Telling him, tell him what, like, lenses to shoot and what, you know. What, he was. Yeah, he was. Kind of oh, I guess he's a director, too, though, and he knows. I don't know. I he knows, mean, I'm sure he knows enough and just is cocky about it. It's kind of a, it was kind of a power trip, but apparently it's uh, a hit or miss getting that kind of, that side of Bruce Willis and then, like, a treasure and light type of Bruce Willis. Uh, you know, who never, who, you never know. Wes Anderson might love working with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Because Bruce Willis might really dig what Wes Anderson does. Who knows? It's probably just a respect thing that they just, Absolutely. it's a barrier that you, yeah. Absolutely. Well, if you well, don't respect somebody, it's not going to be I'm the not, I hope part. they like each other because that's fucking, those are two uh, cool dudes, I think. And as Bruce, far as movies Kevin go. Smith and Bruce Willis? Oh, God. I, I mean, Willis. yeah. Or like, Justin Long. I think Justin all of them. Long did a great fucking job. I like they all really of them. Did. I think they're all cool in their own ways, you know. They are. For them to all not like that would each be other, interesting. Like, Why for, would you That'd be like interesting for Kevin Smith to have Bruce Willis on the podcast. Yeah, that would be. We Ooh. could have Bruce Willis on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you he'd be fucking insane and he would love to smoke all this weed. Justin Long plays a podcaster along with Haley Joel Osment, the kid from yep. Sixth Sense. He did you recognize that's who that was? Oh, he was the chubby kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that Spoilers. The, Haley, the girl I just want to apologize for uh, Martin saying chubby kid. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, we didn't mean to say that. Well, he's a chubby. Well, I'm not, oh, we just we just I'm know your saying. face so much from when you were the you skinny saw, hospital when you saw kid. dead people. When you yeah, saw exactly. dead, dead things with yeah, Bruce. Well, yeah, we're just a little kid then. With yeah. Bruce Willis. With Bruce that. Willis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need to have Bruce on the podcast. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's another connection to Bruce Willis. So yeah. Justin Long decides to fly to Canada because he's going to interview what is essentially the the uh well it's called the kill bill kid but it's the it's the jedi the lightsaber kid it's a kind of yeah. take on the that internet take on that, sensation but he cuts video. his leg off he cuts his leg, leg off, off so yeah. it gets depressed um, and so he goes up there and finds out that the kid's already killed himself so justin long's all pissed off and he sees yeah. this ad in a bar's bathroom that's talking about this guy's got a room for rent and he just wants somebody to listen to his stories he's got these these i you know these tales of these Tra- travels at sea and voyages and ship. Who doesn't want to listen to that? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I would, especially as a podcaster. I'd go and get five hours of, of free entertainment. Fuck yeah. That's that's another free, that's free another entertainment. Sh- show I plan to start, actually. Free entertainment. Free entertainment. Free entertainment. So he goes <laughs> to this house and has no idea that that's literally the last time he's going to set foot outside ever again. Yeah. As soon as he walks into that house. Because this guy is... I don't know. Goddamn Demented from the from the get go. But he's, yeah. he's almost like this lovable sailor, retired doctory kind of character, like yeah. old man with a Salty, white beard. For sure, he's like a Gandalfy kind of dude, that's, but with an ascot. 
with an ascot, yeah. very well dressed. I was very impressed. He was. That was one of the one of the best, you know, because he were all frail and his legs look. His legs actually look yeah. thin, like you mm. know, like like he couldn't use them. Yeah, yeah. And he but did then, a very good job. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that one scene where you saw the outside of the house and and the table that they were on was huge. Yeah, yeah. The old man was one end, and um, yeah, and Justin and Justin Long at the other end. And then and then the guy gets up. Yeah, he gets, up, <laughs> and he gets like, on his feet. Yeah, he walks, and you're like, oh shit. Exactly. This motherfucker's crazy. Fucking, and then they start like doing noises at each other. But that's the moment like, like where he finally confronts him. Is that him. the first time you saw him get up? Yeah. Oh my god. He was in the wheelchair the I whole time. Even, I did not even <laughs> fathom. <laughs> Yeah. That he got up. Yeah, he, I, he, he was, was just on his normal. Feet. Oh my he, god! He stood up and walked. I totally missed that. You were like, what? I totally missed that. Yeah, I, yeah. It got to me when he's on the phone, when he's in the living room, oh. and like on the phone, he's like, "Oh my god, I don't want to die in Canada." And like you see him oh, yeah, walking yeah, yeah. in the background, I'm like, "Oh shit, he's walking." But no, oh, no I yeah. didn't. So, I did not even yeah. realize that you knew that beforehand. So yeah, yeah. Oh fuck. Good, good for you, Kevin Smith, <laughs> for creating double you moments, got me. <laughs> double you got revelations. Me. Yeah, because that's the thing. It was so nonchalant the way that it happened. They were like yeah. another. He like, did get up. I mean, yeah. Up. yeah, he got up. Slapped him in the face, didn't he? He did. Oh shit! That yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah. Up until yeah. I was more. I was more concerned that he slapped him in the face. I did not even <laughs> register that he got up. When he did his yeah. little fuck me. That's when you know, dude. That was some joke. That's when you knew it was mocking him. That he guy, played a great psycho. Michael Parks. That's the name awesome. of this guy who he was also in Red State. He was oh, fantastic. Yeah, he was the crazy. He's in Tarantino uh, movies all over dude, the place. Dude, he's just fucking is so good. Apparently, he so is good. the actor's actor. Oh, yeah, he it is. Yeah, I mean, he's a very well-respected actor, but he he never really achieved worldwide like commercial success and fame. He's just it's like a Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, man. But Christoph Waltz has been doing some awesome shit lately. I know, but he's, you know, I mean, how long have he been? He's like acting before he, he before Is he like a Christopher up. Walken? I mean, I don't know. Christopher Walken's been kind of crazy <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, that's true. But um, next thing you know, he's being sewn together. Justin Long's being sewn uh, together by this sewn together. creepy fucking psychotic Which, dude. Could I say, I had a fucking problem when they did the final pan out. And it was also funny as shit because <laughs> I know it's supposed to be a joke. But it was no, you know what? It was fucking brilliant. Now that I'm thinking about the movie, no, no, as a okay, whole. no, 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 you like can't, I, you, no, 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 you my, can't, you can't well, do okay, that. Well, and have my this first passionate reaction, speech and then just give up. My on first it. You reaction when they did the full pan out and you see this, we're giving spoilers by the way. So if you haven't seen it, this you whole wanna, thing is spoilers. We'll just yeah, say that from here on out. Yeah. So Hold just, on, but which part? At the end, or the? It's when or he's the, first like it's all bloody. And it's showing like all the little like posters around the diagrams, like the diagrams, yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden it pans out and he's got these three perfectly laid out posters behind him like fucking flags, you know? Genius. And it, it was so symmetrically beautiful. But at the same time, I was like, who the fuck? He's this doctor who, he doesn't need these grids. No, exactly. I think it was just his, his uh, romanticizing this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, but that's he, why I was halting myself and that I was stopping myself on that train because but, I was also going, you know what? In hindsight, it was fucking brilliant for him to do that. It, it was, was uh, it's his way of telling the story. It's That's a dramatic what I realized. Blood splash. Kevin Smith wants to tell the story this way. Somebody else, David Fincher making this movie would make it in a totally different mm. fashion. Christopher Nolan would make it totally differently and Michael Bay would blow shit up. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, what did you do to my hands? What did you do? <laughs> That'd be Christian Bale starring in Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then the, the whole the whole uh B plot with the girlfriend 
not That's wanting right. him to go. So they did a quite an interesting job of yeah. trying to play with your sympathies for this guy because yeah, he, he wasn't he was a real dick, wasn't he? He kind of started. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. then you saw him with her, but and not and not at the very beginning. Like throughout the very first part of the movie, up until when he passes out, he's okay. He's a little arrogant and cocky. But then when he starts to introduce the girlfriend into the picture, you realize that this guy's being a yeah, well, it's like it's it's when she was giving him a beach, and then she kind of started asking him <laughs> questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he goes off on this tangent against the, you know, talking about the old self, his yeah. old self. Like, yeah. he was a pussy, he was this, yeah, he was yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And just slamming him, which, uh, and then, you know, favoring his new self, which was right. the more selfish. And it's exactly what she the money. is saying she doesn't like. Yeah, mm. yeah. But this this version is you know making the money. And goddamn, he still got a BJ at the end of that scene. He did. I, know, I don't he? know how we turned that round. Do you that know what I mean? Fucking he, insane. Because he, he really didn't falter no. from this from this stance around a <laughs> no, dick. No, and he suddenly, didn't. And suddenly he she went, okay, I'll I'll that's take about, it. was interesting about yeah. it. Yeah. It's about the confidence of, of what he's saying, dude. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. One of the most brilliant things about that movie, dude, and I didn't get it until. Just right when I asked you, I got it right before I asked you, and then I asked you just to make sure. Was fucking I didn't know Johnny Depp was gonna be in that film. Oh yes, okay. So it hold was on. so amazing. He did a great job, in my opinion, of telling you a chunk of the story and then backing up and telling you this little moment and then telling you a different chunk yeah, of the story. Yeah, three little. Because we didn't even know about the girlfriend until thirty minutes into this movie. You think? I mm. didn't really remember that there was a girl in this movie. There's four thought, different storylines. There were. Even the the when uh, they introduced the, dudes, the crazy guys, the his storyline, like his whole oh yeah, I mean they had flashbacks, his the, history of oh, like history. Michael Parks guy, what's yeah. his name, his Howard Howe, oh yeah, oh, Howard yeah. Howe, Howard yeah. Howe, um, you got his whole backstory. So that so Johnny Depp, this is the he's the Johnny Depp played Guy Lapone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Johnny Depp. I thought, it is, I yeah. Thought, uh, and the two little girls that you were could in tell the, with the voice, can you? Yeah, that one of them was his kid, and and the other one's Johnny Kevin's Depp's kid, kid. Yeah. which yeah, means yeah. they're Johnny now Johnny Depp's kid and Kevin Smith's kid. What's funny is what they're right, building, yeah, yeah. which is fucking awesome. What they're building now is those girls are forever going to because they're working on their first projects together. They're now probably going to start doing along the same lines of what their parents are doing, which is kind of going indie now. And I think Johnny Depp is doing the same in, in a way. Johnny Depp has always kind of done the pictures that he wants to do. But he does uh, he the indies, you know? He, he does. does. He does whatever the fuck he yeah. wants. And you know what? He didn't get credited, if you notice. No, he didn't. Yeah. He, he, Guy LaPont was always credited as Guy <laughs> LaPont. I mean, it's yeah. like, which is awesome. I mean, it's genius. I, don't, I don't exactly... There's a strategy behind that. It's on IMDb, so you can't get around it. No. <laughs> but it's not on IMDb as Johnny Depp, though. I think it is. Is it? It's Let's on check their this IMDb. out. We got to prove this. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it just adds to the to the context yeah. of this uh, this movie. Cause, oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Just interesting artistic choices. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what was interesting about this film. Not it as a film. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so and, and the, the, it changed tone quite a bit. Like it did when he came in. It like it really got like Michael Parks or Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. When Johnny Depp came in, how did it get? It just got a lot, lot looser, and sillier, sillier. It, yeah, did. it did. It did. Well, it was what he was saying. He mentioned in this, uh, in this grandiose answer, he was talking about how he needs to make you go weird and then make you yeah. laugh and then make you go yeah, weird yeah, yeah, and yeah. make you laugh. Exactly. And it's, yeah, yeah. Did it feel? Did it feel like you know? Once they kind of got past. For one, the first scene with Johnny Depp, that is an incredibly long-ass scene. Yeah. Like, I was starting to get a little antsy. I'm like, Were ah, you? yeah, I'm like ready to move. But did it seem a little bit like they, they wrapped the movie up really? Like, he wrapped the film up just like, 
okay and then all of a sudden the friends get to this point they get to this point real quick and they like obviously the chances of, of them following that trail that easily are pretty slim to none yeah i mean i think that was also i think that might have been because uh, it went from them going, oh, he likes the big gulps, right. and so they just happened to hit that right <laughs> gas station. See, that's I think, what I mean. If you think about it, comic books are told that way. Yeah, comic that's books true. are told in a, like if you've got like an eight issue miniseries that you got going on, yeah. one issue is going to deal with this Justin Long fucking gets kidnapped yeah. by this guy, and then suddenly it's going to start talking about Justin Long's yeah. previous you know stuff with the girlfriend, and then it's going to start talking about Johnny Depp's character, and then yeah. blah, blah blah, and then. Towards the second to last and last issues, yeah. it kind of wraps itself up. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that Kevin Smith is a big fan of comic books. I imagine he, that's if you go back and like look at Dogma and look at yeah. at Mallrats and things like that. Those are, I think, that's the way he makes his movies. Mm-hmm. So maybe that that played a part in uh, in the pacing of that. And I wasn't even asking that. Climax. as like even a like a. Like, like I guess it, it's thing? just no. It's like because I hate like TV. We're like criticizing, not really criticizing. We're assessing a film based on our own perceptions of it. But it's like <laughs> even then when I talk about it, I'm like, dude, it's fucking perfect. Like the way it was written and the way he had it. Like I'm also talking about the other side of it of the reality of how that would really work out in a real life situation. Absolutely. Try to think about that, but. The way, I mean, obviously that movie would be fucking forever. <laughs> I mean, it, it might, it might never actually get resolved. I mean, that would be fucked up, Unsolved dude. What if mysteries. you turned on the news and saw that this guy had been turned into a fucking walrus Ugh. and this was real? Mm. Um, what do you guys think of this, the the walrus? The actual what the monster? Costume. The costume? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was because good. It based was on what it was, based yeah, on what yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. he was doing, it gave me that exact same. The reason I'm not rating it higher is it's it's that human. He even said it. He goes, "Oh, we took a bit from Human Centipede. Yeah. We took a bit from yeah. this movie." And, and Iron Man. It was a little am, Paul Giamatti to me, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> that would have been funny. No. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Justin Long, literally not looking anything like Justin Long in this. It gave yeah. me that exact same grotesque feeling as when, when watching Human Centipede. Sure. Yeah. It wasn't a new emotion. I was looking, I thought I'd get... Minus the faces to asses. Yeah, well, yeah, that was, he even fucked. said that line, feed, feed. Yeah. And do you, remember, uh, in, do you yeah. remember in Human Centipede? Yes. It was feed her, feed yeah. her. Yes. You know, eating the, the I shit. I do remember that. That line, feed. Dude, and, that movie was and, so and dark. he said it when he threw when in he the threw fish. The, the, feed, the feed, mackerel, feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. they definitely threw kudos to a lot of other movies. It gave me that exact same feeling. Lebowski. Grossness. Threw kudos to a lot of different things. Uh, the whole, a lot of the podcast whole scene. inside jokes yeah. were in there. Uh, a lot of comic book references. So who was the references. guy, uh, the, the police uh, the commissioner? Detective? Yeah, the, like the detective. Because everybody was cheering. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea what That guy guy's was. name is Ralph Garman. He is on K-Rock. Uh, the Kevin and Bean show. He's he's one of the guys on that show, but he also does a, a uh, podcast with Kevin Smith called Hollywood Babylon. It's a live show that uh, they do at the Hollywood Improv. It's yeah. the one that I've been to go see, and they I wrote in that email, and they read it actually on the podcast. Did I tell you that? I'm I'm going with you. Joe's too blazed right now. I am very blazed. He's I'm very, taking it all in. Yeah, right you know, right I, I seem to have stopped uh, the the smoking here for some reason. Um, That's the wrong thing to do. Where were you going? But what were you I, saying? I about? don't know. I don't. That's okay. So Ian, what you've asked our opinions? What's what, your opinion? What's what your was opinion? my opinion? Um, I got a lot of the inside jokes. I was very entertained by those. Um, 
I I found myself it was riddled because again I listened to this podcast a, a couple of weeks after it came out, so I've I've kind of been in along with the ride, you know, from the beginning. From podcast to movie, how long has it been? From idea on June, podcast to movie, June twenty thirteen to yesterday. So fuck, I know. Yeah, it's June, quick. What's that? It's 12, like a year, year and 15, a couple of months? 16 months, something like that. Shit. Um, it was. I mean, I did not remember how the podcast ended because I haven't listened to it, to it through in a while. Didn't remember how the third act ended until it started to happen when he, again, spoilers, Michael Parks' character, this Howard Howell, this psychopath, gets in a walrus yeah. costume yeah. alongside Justin Long, dude. and they literally battle as walruses. Uh. It was the most. It was the most goofy, yet. Oddly, it was, yeah. be- it was a beautiful scene of Oddly terror. Eerie, it was terrifying. It was if you don't know how odd as fuck, it, like, <laughs> if you, if the film is just okay. odd. If you don't know how walruses fight, they'll take. They have their big tusks, mm. and they literally will try hit and each other and try to stab each other, each other right, yeah. like with their heads. They just put their big blubbery body and slam. I mean, Justin Long has these like how long would you say ten inch, twelve inch <laughs> tusks huge. hanging yeah. from his. His fucking yeah, teeth like this. Yeah, hooked into his you know, skeletal into his system. face, dude. Um, didn't like, again. Didn't look anything like Justin Long. It was no. very grotesque looking. But and they were magnets, weren't they? They the were. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, designed by the guy who designed the Jaws. Dun, dun, Jaws. The Jaws. The Jaws. This guy designed Jaws back in the day, and now he's designing tusk and he's designing this yoga hosers ah, monster right, and then he's designing now. he's doing moose, all the other ones he's designing moose jaws oh, dude it's gonna be fucking unbelievable moose jaws is gonna be great it's gonna be unbelievable um little, little beady black eyes on that thing when you know it. when justin long started to go complete he went full walrus at that moment when yeah. he started stabbing that dude i was like oh yeah. shit i remembered suddenly just flash back to me he went full walrus and he will never be able to go back the only the only person that could take him or possibly fix him in, back into a human, he was killing. He was exactly potentially that was mm-hmm. he was killing his human. It was it was Frankenstein killing. It was, it was the, 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 the doctor, Frankenstein exactly. parallels definitely. Um, and then at the very end of the movie, you know, as the credits are rolling, the song ends, and mm-hmm. from the distance you heard Kevin Smith yelling, "This is my favorite part of the movie right here," and yeah. it played from a distance. It played the. Last third of the podcast, like just yeah. the, the, where he's talking about the third mm-hmm. act, and he's talking about it going full walrus, and you can't go back. And I was like, oh shit, that's exactly the part of the podcast that I hadn't got up to yet mm-hmm. uh, for like a second or third time. That's or whatever. perfect. So, so yeah. it like fed that piece. That it last did. Little piece. It was it was very rewarding and satisfying. I feel like I had I had invested my interest in time in a long time uh, mm. into this movie, and I I I felt. As if it was well worth my investment and my time and the inspiration it's given me to be able to do something like that myself. I have this mm. horror movie that I'd like to write that I feel at this moment could be done for about $3 million. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it is absolutely no more complex than a red state or a, a no. tusk by any means. Mm-hmm. Mm. But did you guys... Um, <laughs> okay. It, Three I, stoners. I, I kind of got stuck in my own, like... Headspace in the scene where he pulls the blanket off and sees his leg missing. Right. Mm. And I was just this like... This is the first reveal of something truly yeah, amiss. Yeah. And I, I fucking just... That's that one of the moments where I was just like, I may have to go take a walk. Because really? I was literally just like, what would I do if you just woke up and someone literally 
your reality you woke up to was your leg was missing. Someone Absolutely. took your leg, and that's that's <laughs> just what you have to deal with. Dot dot dot. Go one. You went there to go film a podcast or record a podcast. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're waking up in this literally the next wheelchair. Day. But you know, did you? He went there to Canada to to try and you know talk to a guy with, with one, one leg. leg. Yes, yeah. the irony yeah, of the it. The irony, all. yeah, yeah. And then he ends, uh, and they were going there to, they were going there to make fun of this guy. Do you know God what I mean? They they were, what a beautiful yeah, yeah, storyline. Yeah. So, it was. And then bang, he's that guy. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. He became that guy, and then, and then, then some. And then some, yeah. He was like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was like Jabba the Hutt with giant tusks. Yeah. Oh, you know? That's what I mean. That, what, what was that? Because he was fucking massive. He it? was humongous. It looked like it stinked. Like it would stink really like bad. It would, yeah. like it would be I like mean, it's rotten human. garbage. I did like the fact there were different colored skin. Yeah, like there yeah. Was a bit, like, bit, of, bit of a like a black guy up here, and like a bit of, there's an yeah. ear on his fucking abdomen. Oh, and shit. then the whole fucking that? all the all the dead carcasses on the water. Yes, dude. There were previous walruses that yeah. just dis- refused yeah. to swim. That he beat out in his costume. That's what I mean. So it makes you know costume. he killed them, or they couldn't swim, or something. That's right. He did say it. He's like, why did not you just drown himself? Well, exactly because he couldn't. He couldn't. he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna go out like he still a had a will to live. He did, right. even me. if it was as a walrus. I mean, Shit. literally, dude. I there's nothing <laughs> he can do. I don't know how you would be able to ever. No, I'd be like, fucking be that's it. Recovered from that, they could could they do surgery to replace nah. you? Part of I me. Mean, I thought it was funny. Sorry, um, <laughs> when Johnny Depp when Guy Lepont. Guy Lepont is talking about this guy whose M.O. is to cut people's limbs off and then sew their arms together, and he said, like a crucified T-Rex. Yes, I just started picturing <laughs> that. It was so funny. Uh, it's like a crucified T-Rex, and, and that is literally out of the podcast. Right. Hilarious. Right. I didn't get that. See, I didn't, I, no, I exactly. Over my head, yeah, completely. Right. I just think the visualization There's of some fucking brilliant crucified T-Rex imagery is, just, in there. is hilarious. I mean, I thought it was great, like... I don't know. Five. Not that it matters. Not the rating. This thing, this thing matters. It but, doesn't matter. You know, I mean, we're all just opinions. It's all arbitrary. <laughs> what would you give it? I'd give the movie itself. Maybe. See, a, did you enjoy it? That's that's how more like I would films like. like Forrest would Gump. you recommend it to somebody and be like, "There was this fucked up movie I went to go see this weekend. It's I, worth checking out." I, I found it hard work. You did. Yeah, it was okay. hard work. Um, I wouldn't. You know, I'd give the movie like a three or something, but. Out of out, out of, of how many what? stars? Out of five. The experience and this, the fact that he was there, and the fact that, like I said, I'm learning something about this, the the, the fact that it came from this podcast, yeah. it came from this yeah. ad, and the fact that they did it in less than a year, and he found the fucking fund into it. And the guy's a pretty humble guy. He comes on at the end and he says, "Hey, look, you know, you might say this movie's shit," and he goes, "Yeah, you're right." He goes, <laughs> "You might say I'm a fucking genius," and well, yeah, you could be right. He goes, yeah. "But whatever, you know, I just." Yeah. I love all that, so that 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 makes me think more of the movie. But the film itself, if I if I had no idea of this experience that came with it, uh, I'd, I I'd, see. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, dude, he has Kevin Smith has said this himself, and it's been painfully true, I'm sure at times. He has a Kevin. Wow, suddenly I feel no. Uh, <laughs> what happened? He's blessed. I, I feel like I felt like my sound changed, but I, I, it could be my perception of it. Kevin Smith has always had his audience, and right. very few others, other than his audience, is really ever going to come to his movies because they just they're not going to get him. He's not, and not that it's a good or a bad thing. I just think that my parents are never going to like super dig this movie. Yeah, 
Well, it's pretty fucking dark. Like for people who are not prepared to see that. But again, like a heavy one to see, I think. Like Martin was saying, like part of the entire experience was because he was there to do a lot of explaining Mm. of things and all that. And to be fair, he loves to do that. He Mm. literally would do that for every single movie if he if he could. But he probably will. I think that people just going to see this movie are going to be like. This is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And and think like exactly what you were saying. It, it might be a lot of work for a lot of people. I, I to think the get brilliance it. too is like it's going to drive people back to his podcast though. Like anyone who sees <clears throat> that and then hears the podcast at the end is going to be like because it's literally up front. It'll be it's clicking, one of the it's you know? one of the opening three or four credits is based on Smodcast yeah. two fifty nine mm-hmm. starring Scott Mosher and Kevin Smith. So yeah. um, if people show the slightest interest in where the origin of this came from, mm-hmm. you're right. They will go straight for the podcast. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of the people that were part of that, you know, listening to that actual podcast live when it happened. Because mm. you said you did you hear it when it happened live? Two I didn't hear it live. I, I I think I was two or three weeks okay. behind when I saw that that Fuck. podcast. I mean, had you sent it to me like a couple of weeks ago or something, and, and yeah. that's the first time I had listened to it. Yeah, um, and that's honestly the first time I even went and listened to uh, some of the Nerdist stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, those are all great. Like, it'd be fun to go mingle with some of those guys. And it's a very easy thing to do in terms of getting a setup together and just recording yeah. you talking. It's all about what you talk about. And yeah. I think that today we've had some incredible conversations. We've had some incredible smokes and yeah. some, <laughs> some great company. <laughs> that we have, plenty yeah. of, There's plenty of weed on this Some table. fucking great company. Uh, you know well, what one, I think two, three, we should do? Eight strains of weed on this table. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's unbelievable. We've, we've got some smoking to do, guys. So we're. I think we might mm-hmm. leave everybody with. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll play part, if not all. I don't know. Let's, we might listen to it over yeah. again, but play the audio from the answer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Ian, Ian asked Kevin Smith a, yeah. a question. Very first, he gets up there and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for coming to the movie. This means a lot yeah. and everything. I just wanted to like ask we'll a couple questions. We'll have a link questions. to the video on the site. We'll have a link to the video, but we'll play the audio right here so you can listen to it. And then uh, he said... Anybody have any questions? And I just, I just whipped my dick out and went, <laughs> stuck my hand up, and he like, I caught his eye and he fucking got me. And I asked him, what was uh, the biggest moment of, oh, what the fuck was the word? It was the importance of the word that I used. <laughs> he fucked it up. Discouragement. <laughs> that was it. I know, I know, I did. I'm blazed, man. I'm blazed. I wasn't as blazed when I was watching, when I was asking him this question. <laughs> <laughs> I totally made Martin lose his entire hit just now. Because he laughed. You're making me choke on my... Okay. All what, right. All right. What, what all right. was the question? I'm going to get silly. Okay. So my question to him was, what was the biggest moment of discouragement you faced and overcame when making this movie? And uh, Here's his, his answer. His answer kind of speaks for himself, but uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. Yeah. Leave them with that. And Let's then the fucking... The, the song will come in at the very end. So, um, Martin, thank you. Martin. Peace. A shit ton for being You're on the show, man. Here. Thanks. And uh, for this week, this is Martin. Hello. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And peace, peace out. out. With your peace, peace out. out. <laughs> what was the biggest moment of discouragement 
you faced and overcame when making this movie? Um, I mean, I, you know, honestly, there was there was none. Like, uh, people said no along the way, but I got it. Like, if somebody said no, I was like, yeah, you're smart to get away from this. <laughs> it wasn't going to be for everybody any step of the way, so I was never, you know, discouraged by somebody being like, you know, don't do this, or why did you do this, or I saw this, what the fuck did you do? You know, I, it was just one of those things where I'm like, well, I, I know I'm not trying to make a mainstream movie. I'm trying to make a midnight movie, and that's going to be for a select group, and I appreciate the fact that anybody would come see this. Like, that's what kills me. Like, you know, it's, it's adorable that everyone came to the 420 show, but it's... Uh, but but it, it's... Like, I, I walked into the hallway, you know, about maybe a quarter of the movie left to go, and looked in and saw people and I'm like it's so fucked up man like a year, <laughs> a year and three months ago we were sitting in a room with that podcast which you just heard at the end it was just that casual like oh my god and we're just sitting there giggling obviously I'm fucking baked and thank god I stayed baked because if I ever wasn't I might have been like oh well walrus moving you know and then fucking fucked up but it was just such a weird shiitake that even if somebody was like don't do this and believe me there were people like Justin uh, gave Justin the script Justin gave his agent the script Justin's agent said to Justin please don't do this <laughs> He's like, you're already the Apple guy. Don't be the walrus guy as well. But Justin was like, it makes me scared too, but that's why I want to do it. You know, the idea of like fucking not being able to speak and trying to emote without using words. He's like, that's an active challenge and stuff. So every step of the way, you know, there was there were people who said no, but there were people that said yes. And yet the people who said no, I absolutely understood. I mean, I understand it now. I've been reading all the tweets. I read, I've read all the reviews and stuff, good and bad, and that none of them made me sad. I was like, even when I read bad ones, I'm like, oh, boy, they nailed it. You know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you can't... Like, the movie's kind of bulletproof, in, in my, in my uh, opinion, because... Anything you say about it is accurate. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if somebody, I was always prepared. The moment I was like, I'm gonna fucking make this walrus movie. I had to be prepared for like the two sides of the coin. People would come up to me and be like, this is my favorite movie you've ever done. And I could stand there and be like, isn't it? And then people would come up to me and be like, you're fucking retarded. And I could be like, aren't I? You know, like, I, I just, I get it. Like, I understand it could work either way. So based on that, there's no discouragement. The only kind of a worry or hurdle is always the financial one. Because unfortunately, making a fucking walrus movie cost a, a few bucks. So you want to make sure everyone's bets are covered. But it was, the movie was 2.7, 2.8 million bucks. So we covered our, our, uh, our, our nut over foreign sales. We sold them to Sony International and a bunch of other territories overseas. A24 picked it up domestically and stuff. So Demarast, who financed it, XYZ, they sold it uh, internationally. We all got covered. So, you know, a long time ago, we were in the black just waiting for the movie to come out. <laughs> so as long as you take care of the biz, that's the only discouraging part, right? It's just like, oh, that fucking, you know, climbing the wall of the financial aspect of this business. <laughs> Once you take care of the financial aspect, take care of the biz, then you can just have fun with the show. So much so that, like, movie's probably going to do, like, a million for the weekend. I'm, that fucking blows my mind that fucking <laughs> this movie made a million dollars at all. That exists at all. But, like, it's cool. Like, it, what we're all kind of fine. Great if it took off and people were like, eh, the Walrus movie's the must-see movie there. That was never going to happen. Never, never, never. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I honestly, like, I, I keep trying to find discouragement and stuff. And even this morning when I woke up and they are like, I said, what to do? And 
they're like, did fire, but it's not going to light the world on fire. I was like, that's the story of Kev Smith's life. You know, so <laughs> it all seems a fit part and parcel. But yeah, there's, I mean, honestly, I can't think of any discouragement. And like, you know, it was, it, it was it, there was always going to be a, a faction that's like, why bother? But honestly, I just felt like, Younging it up, you know, like yeah. good shit come people. Like, I saw some reviews were like, this is juvenile. And I'm like, thanks. Because <laughs> I don't know, it felt good to do something fucking young and stupid. It's really stupid. Like, I get it. I hope by the time you sit through the credits, you're like, oh, they know it's stupid. They're not playing it straight. We got a cast that's wonderful and they're playing it like they're in fucking Argo, yeah. but everybody <laughs> is in on the joke. Like, we all know it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that, like, only a fucking kid would make because it's stupid. But I'm 44. I'm closer to the grave than the fucking beginning. So so I'm happy to make a movie that only a stupid kid would make, man. I dialed my clock back like 10 fucking years. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to make another movie. And this time I'm going to make a movie that's like PG-13. I'm just keep throwing all these things, these little hurdles, not discouragements, but like, all right, let's see what we'll do it this time. Yeah. Like, what's the reason to do it? This time the reason was open source in the movie. I put up that podcast. Some people heard that. It's much longer, of course, in the real world. But some people heard it. And there were a few people on Twitter who were just like, is that it? Are you kidding me? Is that allowed? Is that how simple it is to begin? And I was so fucking touched by that because I'm a self-starter. I, you know, I know how to get started. I'm a master raider, so I know exactly how to begin. <laughs> Some cats don't know how to take that single step. You know, they talk about the journey of a million miles. They don't even know how to do that one. And that's the most difficult. They never tell you that part. End step's easy. Yeah. First step is like takes everything you are to fucking move forward. So there were a bunch of people listening that were like, oh, oh my God, fucking you guys sat around and you and your friend said a couple move human centipede, fucking you said uh, I, fucking uh, shit, Iron Man. Like at the end, you literally say, hey, we'll do like they did in Iron Man where Jeff Bridges shows up in a bigger suit. Uh, yeah. And the, that's what we did in the movie. <laughs> I guarantee you, nobody's watching that scene going, they stole it shit from Iron Man. <laughs> but people were listening and they were like, that's okay? That's allowed? You know, they assume that there's some sort of like alchemy, that you go to a safe and you pull out this dusty document and you start saying some incantations and a script is born. It's like bullshit. We all consume art and then spit out our own version of that art. That's what Quentin does. Quentin consumes a lot of art and then spits out his version of that genre. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So there were people sitting there going like, that's allowed? And like, that grabbed my heart because I knew in some alternate timeline, I am that fucking kid going, that's okay? Is that how you begin? Is that how you get started? So, you know, one thing I love is the fucking audience more than anything else. They've afforded me the ability to do anything I want for the last fucking 20 years, including dress like a child. So, at the end of the day, I, I like to give back. Can't give the movies to them for free, because people pay money for those, and that's a business and shit like that. But that's why I love the podcast, because I was like, take them. I'll fucking record as many as you want to listen to. Free for nothing, no subscription, blah, blah, blah. But then when I heard people going, shit, is that how you get started? Like, you make movies for a living. I literally heard you and your friend talk about four other movies, and you were like, that plus that plus that equals Tusk. That's okay? And I wanted to show them, like, yeah, it's okay. Fucking, it's art. Everything's fucking allowed. Whatever gets you to that story, fucking boom, man. We listened to it. Uh, we read an ad in the podcast, and it turned into this. So I figured, like, fuck, let me open source the whole movie and show them. Like, they're never really there for the moment of inspiration. Yeah. They're always there when you're like, hey, we're making a movie. The script is done, and these people are cast, and that's what the budget is. But they were literally, we had a microphone on the moment where the light bulb went off. It was like, oh, fuck, this could be a horror movie. So I felt like, shit, they've already started taking the journey with us. Take them the rest of the way. Yeah. Like, I know how to do this. Some people don't. So I'm like, fuck, I could show them the ups and downs, the trials, tribulations, fucking how difficult and or easy it is. And, you know, some people are like, well, you fucking make movies for a living, so of course it was easy for you. I stopped making movies for a living very fucking habitually a couple of years ago and shit and salted the earth, so it wasn't easy for me to get it going. But... 
there was some element, and of course, I, we all know what it was, is the walrus. You say the word walrus, and people go, wait, what? You know, and suddenly it gives you enough space to get in there. Like, I, I think the brilliance of that ad was it was walrus. If he had said horse, or python, or fucking duck, like, I don't think, <laughs> I never would have fucking thought about making a movie, but it's because it's walrus. You go, wait, ew, wait a walrus? Because you start doing the mathematics, going, well, how would a man even become a walrus? I guess you got to cut his fucking legs off, and you saw my arms again. And with that space, I could get in there and fucking be like, I'll show you what it looks like. You know? yeah. So I don't know. It's, it was kind of it was fun to do and, and, and to show to everybody uh, every step of the way, even now with release. And now they'll be there for, for time immortal. Like the A24 people let folks on Thursday night who went to the sneak previews like uh, take pictures of their ticket stuffs and then hashtag and put it in. And they're going to put all their names on like the DVD and the Blu ray. Yeah. So everybody that you know woke up one morning, listened to that podcast, and was like, yeah, fucking whatever. Walrus, yes. Took them seven to ten seconds to tweet that, yeah. to hashtag it. And that seven to ten seconds they took, you know, across the spectrum of a thousand people, changed my life. I was like, I was out. I was done. I didn't want to make movies anymore. And shit. I didn't think I was very good at it. And after this, I'm still not sure I'm good at it. But at least I gave it a shot again. And, you know, if I can, it must not be all that bad. Fucking pretty famous dude showed up. So it's just like, wow, maybe we're onto something. And then it led to the fucking next thing. And suddenly I was back on an adventure. So I thank everybody in this audience who fucking said walrus yes. Even if you said walrus yes to be like, I can't wait to watch him fail again. You know, it's it still, it gave me enough to be like, all right, fucking there's enough people to give it a shot. And this was never manifest destiny. It was never like walrus or bust. It was really just like it pushing whimsy. Like every morning I woke up and said, let me see how far I could take it. And if at ever any moment discouragement ever would have shut it down and somebody was just like, this is never going to fucking happen. I would have been like, this school is probably a stupid idea anyway. But I just kept pushing whimsy every day until suddenly six months after we recorded that podcast, I was sitting on a set going, uh, all right, uh, I guess action. And there's Justin dressed like a walrus going, <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's a really wonderful story. I mean, I think if you look at the movie by itself, you might be like, what the fuck? Or even if you look at the movie in context, you're like, what the fuck? But coming into this cold without knowing the backstory or anything like that, it, it would be a very fucking strange movie. But if you know the backstory and that's kind of what my work is, it doesn't begin and end in the theater. You know, Harvey Weinstein years ago told me a very fucking stupid throwaway comment, which he probably doesn't even fucking remember to this day, but it changed my life. And we first sat down in Miramax offices when clerks got picked up, and he's sitting there uh, doing four things at once and shit. And they're like, the boys who make clerks are here, you're supposed to talk to them today. And he's like, oh, welcome to the family. We were like, thanks. He goes, what can I tell you about film? All right, here you go. Movie doesn't begin and end when the curtain goes up and then the credits roll. He's going, if you're really good at this job, your movie begins before they even get to the theater. And if you're a magician at this job, it never fucking ends. The story keeps going. You got that? And I was like, okay. And then he talked about fucking clerks and how he wants to put it in multiplexes. And then we moved on. And that, you know, I was like, that was the most successful person I've ever met in my life at that point. And he did the thing that I dreamed about doing. He took weird art house movies and fucking took them to the people and shit like that. He was my hero, P.T. Barnum, in the flesh. He said that thing, and I was like, all right, that, that's something to build a career on. So that's, for me, like, the more important thing. Like, I get it. Like, Fincher is a brilliant filmmaker. He can make a film, uh, step away from it, and it stands by itself. You don't need to know, like, fucking, oh, one day Fincher was stoned with his buddy, and they recorded a podcast, and it became this movie. You can just look at it, and that's it. I'm not that guy. I'm not Fincher. I never have been, never will be. Part of my thing is, like, here's the movie, but that's just second act. First act was really interesting how we got here, and then what happened afterwards, that was interesting. 
interesting too. So I just like to keep the movie going. You know, it's just like like that song. The movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. So this to me is still a continuation of the Red State movie. I don't get to this movie without Red State. Yeah. And that's how I live my life, man. Just moving and moving and moving. And one day I'll be fucking dead, and I'll be like, all right, well that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, on to something else. That was a little more text right there. Follow us on Twitter at 3 Unmovigos and online at EnterTheElfTree.com.